Welcome to Cardiff Referee Society's podcast on grassroots football. The meeting was attended by referees at all levels, club officials and league representatives. The recording starts off with our newest member from Italy talking about his experience with refereeing in Milan. When you say you meet the ref- uh, teams, what level of referee are you when you do that? Thing? When you first start refereeing, yeah, the first couple of games, you go to the dressing room. Yeah, talk? at the kids from the from the very beginning. So we, we start with the under fifteen, uh, like the first the first games that you referee are the under fifteen, fifteen so thirty five minutes per, per uh, yeah. half. And from from the beginning, we go to the dressing rooms and we meet also with kids, and it's there when we try to understand how to speak with players. Of course, kids are not uh, players like in other categories, so maybe they do not speak to you. They they are scared about they are scared about you. But when you go up in categories, you find players that maybe they are waiting for you at the at the, at the entrance of the dressing room. They they present themselves to you because they. This was it's a lot of interaction between players and referees. Also, it's a problem in Italy because we have a lot of uh, complaining during the games. Also, because referees speak a lot with players during games, during matches. Thank you. So uh, a lot of interaction. Do you think that like the older, like the, the senior members? Was that something in the past which happened and we've lost it? Because at the moment, I explained to Daniel about what we do as a referee. And he said, talk to players and he said, no, no the change rooms. Yes, I just give it, that sounds like a, that's the ideal model answer that he's given me. But you hit the nail on the head in Britain, that's got to start with kids. So it becomes ingrained in culture. But I don't know what level you are at the moment. I'll give you a bit of advice. Don't turn up to a parks game in a shirt and tie because you've lost a place straight away. No, no, no. You said you dress very smart to games. Yeah. Yeah, at grassroots in the UK, you don't put a shirt and tie on because there's a barrier up straight away there. Okay. There's, there's no changing rooms either no. on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kids being chair, yeah. they don't want to Yeah, yeah. tracksuits and then... If, yeah. if that was formalised through league rules in terms of meeting children and then, you know, filtering up to the first teams of grassroots teams, then it would work, but it's, it's just such a cultural thing now that players uh, and referees are separated. Your first contact with them is generally at grassroots on the coin toss. Captains, yeah. and then you, that's it, and then it's World War Three. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, Saturday morning, just turn up in the tracks and Have you got mostly just, it's just the one, what you just go to somewhere, it's just one pitch? Or do you get large places like on the planner? They depend. There are facilities with lots of holes oh, and some uh, facilities where there are only one pitch. It 
depends on where you go. If you go off the bottom one place, yeah. like there are only one place. Alright, so if you were in Turin, say, you'd have a Turin tur tur equipment or Canada or something. Yeah. Go over there, John. Yeah, I mean, for the kids, see, I always turn up in my kid ready a referee because there's no changing facilities up to 16. But I'll always speak to the coach and say I want to speak to the players, or speak to both teams separately, just explain my, what I intend doing uh, and set, my, set the standard to them. I always say there's any questions, I ask the captain any questions, and never is. I ask the team any questions, because even though once you start playing, they're very confident, they're not very confident when you meet at the the control and the power is with you to start off with. But as I say, that's only up to 16. Once you know that level, then you know, they, they can take care of themselves. I think with, with Tony, in terms of uh, contacting, in the last route years ago, the, the club secretary would contact the referee three, four days beforehand to confirm the fixture. They stopped doing that. Uh, and then, so the only cut, so like you don't know who the secretary is on a Sunday morning or Saturday afternoon. Even you don't know who the secretary is, you don't know who's going to give you the team sheet. So, is that something which you can bring in where you say to the clubs you have to meet the referee or you have to contact the referee beforehand? That's, is, that, is that an idea to improve the relationship with the referees? I think the other thing with that is obviously combination. We've already had all of our October fixtures, but there are some other leagues where you may get your fixtures at most 24 hours before or 12 hours before. And that makes them contacting you less easy for them, and that's not really practical. They don't get their fixtures neither until the Thursday, but yeah, yeah. sometimes. Can I just chip in for a second? Obviously, we can join after that. How is this going to pan out from next season when Comet is going to take over? I was just about to say that. Because at that point, they will need to confirm the games they with you. They will need to submit the team sheet. Right. If clubs, clubs are very, very rarely even contacting you and confirming colours and stuff, no, no comments in. Right. So I'll tie on that. I think that yeah. you might be surprised. I don't think Comet may be rolled out. Uh, so, talking about communication, I have a question with Leicester. In Leicester, we have a system called full time, it's sort of given its comment. But um, I, I think in most of the leagues in, in, in Leicester tend to allocate fixtures rather than self, being self assigned. Uh, and that way, we get um, some of your preferences in terms of location and whether you're able to travel long distances or short distances. Um, and that way, uh, every week, you know, five days, seven days in advance. Where we are referring, we get a communication via a generic email address about five days prior to the uh, game commencing, and then about two days before the fixture happening, we get an email from the, from the home secretary uh, detailing the kit colours um, uh, and details with regards to the game. Um, and from my personal perspective, that helps a lot because um, you know what you're dealing with coming into the game. Um, and that's the sort of systems in place with Leicester. So you would think that would work, wouldn't you? But I'd tell it to Cardiff Met. I have a sort of um, refereed picture, so, so far. <laughs> so, yeah. I think, like, with, with, with the junior pictures, the South Wales Women and Girls League on Sunday is 
it's very organised and that does happen. Matt sends out the fixtures, you say which game you want, then he allocates it and then the kids will get in contact with you via text and then you reply and tell them how much the match fee is and um, the travel etc. They are really good but Cardiff and District on Saturday as you said don't get the fixtures until I know Robin was saying he was going to try and change it back to monthly, which would be a lot easier because then you'd be able to know, you know, availability and stuff. But sometimes you're not getting the email until until Friday, and it's yeah. But compared to the South Wales the Girls League, it's much. That is just yeah. Matt organises that. He's brilliant on it. He's really good. It's really good. Going back to a point, Alex. Uh, about your first engagement with, with people out on the pitch. I played a couple of games in Ireland and um, it was common there for them to line up on the edge of the 18 yards and their referee would meet them and make checks on the players and they gave them the opportunity to engage at the same time. So there are other similar things around to kind of start that off before you actually blow the whistle and get going. I think. That's a fair point because in the grassroots level, I know there are in referees, including me, who won't check things like are you wearing the right sock tape and things until during the game. And so, if there was a formal system where, okay, 15 minutes before kickoff, you understand the referee will be checking it, and then you can use that as an opportunity to talk to players or. Put it, in, put it in your, in your pre-run or just to say then to the secretary when they confirm the game to you get into because they, they won't the, the secretaries will not tell you the goalkeeper colours guarantee it. they'll tell you the name of the colours of, of the main team yeah. this was aimed at grassroots point yeah. 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 you won't get a grassroots or not if you're going like grassroots in the Alliance League I, I class Alliance League as, as grassroots myself as well because it is whether you like it or not, just a glorified grassroots. No, it's still different, isn't it? You're still going to a specific ground and you're met by people generally. <coughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a different experience. I think, again, on the Sunday when you're doing the girls and the women, because they're, they're more prone to having like jewelry on, I always check players to make sure they have the earrings out in everything and just yeah so football. I do spend time with the team in that South Wales women's league yeah <laughs> yeah and um, the jewellery it's like it's like a fashion show they've like it yeah but the referee, and, and the old cliche the referee last week players played with it in. not this yeah, one I, I watched so two games a few weeks that. ago and there was the full remit going around between the both of the and I did, that's when I take I have my contact with the teams when I go and make sure they've yeah. all got the shin pads on and check the earrings and no studs and well, not just in the boobs. Not in the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so, going back to, say, the context. So, is there a week? So, I've got Tony and, and, uh, and Tito here in the combination. Uh, so, um, any ideas that you can go back and say, well, we can try this perhaps? Well, <coughs> well if I may. Because, um, like, you're, you're also secretary of... Um, I'm chairman of the... Chairman, and, and also uh, uh, Pomp... And, uh, oh, I'm Pomper and Abumas, yeah. yeah so yeah. chasing seagulls <laughs> for, for match cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but j j just to go back to the beginning of the conversation when you asked the gentleman down there from Italy, um, what I was trying to get my head around is, is the clarification of grassroots, you know, and I, I, I know what 
might just said then. Um, but I do believe that local leagues are the grassroots only for two reasons. One, because it's, a, it's predominantly the, the initial feeder leagues from when kids finish at 16, unless they actually manage to get into the, um, the youth league, which, which runs 40 teams throughout all of South Wales. So we are, if you like, the beginning of, of, of clubs doing what you're trying to get referees to do to work in. Um, and it's a difficult job because a lot of the clubs in our league and obviously in the district as well and probably in the Lazarus, um, it, it, it's an effort to get there on a Saturday, get nets put up and, and what have you. So the, the thought of, of meeting a ref, I think at grassroots level, is, is very difficult. So I, you know, I ref from 80 through to 98 in the combination and the cup games in the alliance. Um, and what I'm trying to say basically is I think the responsibility then really falls on the ref. The league will do and we do, we, we will say, make certain you pay the referee before the game and hand him your cards. Now, because we're a small league and we've got a small committee, Antonio's a young man on the committee, I'm an elderly uh, person, but what I'm trying to say is we haven't got sufficient people to go around and see that that's being carried out. So it, it's almost like a Pontius pilot. It's incumbent on the refs to well, do it. Well, that's going to change next, next season, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, with so comment. I think it's going to be vital, if you like, that the teams start doing it now. Yeah. So it, it's second nature come yeah. August, September next, next year. But what we've done as well, just what I'm just going to go on to say, and I understand comment and how that will in integrate, we do a thing, uh, the, the league do a, a, a game called the Game of the Week, and I know Taggart's done it, and I know James has done it, um, and John has done it. Um, and on that day, they cannot come out of the dressing rooms unless they've given the ref the card. Uh, There'll be two linesmen, and, and, and it's played on AstroTurf at Latin Rugby. It costs about 150 quid for the ground, and then with three officials, that's 60 quid. But we as a league pay a third of that from what the FA donate to the leagues. And that is really to try and A, upgrade the league, but also to get into their minds. You're doing this for the, for the big game, so to speak. You should be doing this every Saturday. I don't know if that's um, achieved yeah. anything, but that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Probably going against the grain here, right? but I think you've got to be very careful with what you impose on grassroots football. Mm. Grassroots is the opposite word. I only ever ref the combination with Tony when I was coming through, and I loved every minute of it. I had to wait 10 minutes maximum for a match card. Always got paid. Generally, I had 22 handshakes. Um, you've got to be flexible. You know, I've played with our corn flags. You've got to understand that these lads have been in work. Some of them may be on a Saturday morning, and they just want to run around on a Saturday afternoon, generally speaking. Sometimes they do want to have a row with each other, but normally they just want to have a game of football. And I, I would certainly not be the person to stand in the way of that, because I wouldn't be able to forgive myself. So you've got to be a bit flexible. Some clubs are a bit harder for cash, so it all falls out the window straight away. I might care that, do I care about sock tape? No. As long as you've got shin pads in and the minimum safety equipment. You know, I just think you've got to, there's a fine line you've got to balance here. And you can only, I'm a big believer in as well, you can only referee to the level that's in front of you. 
So you've got to take all those factors into consideration as well. That's the thing. That's point, that's point two. Taking off. Probably <laughs> I think I did. Like, I, I, Brian Scales took point one off me for not playing the whole corner flags. But the, I explained to him the dressing room got broken into and they had to move the fixture. So they had no equipment. They, had, they borrowed nets off another team. If I had caught the game off there, not played the game, it would have gone berserk. That's the thing, though. You've got, at most, 22 players on the pitch. At times you'll struggle to get that. And you'll have coaches and everybody who have been at work five days a week. For the majority of them, they're not playing that level of football with aims of getting noticed by the national team. They're doing it because it's a bit of fun. It's what you do on a Saturday. It's their release. Yeah. However, at the other end of the scale, then, there are some real hidden gems on the parks. Yeah. So I know we're saying grassroots. I've seen some referees and great matches for Tony. Seems some good players who've managed to progress on. So you do see some yeah. sort of diamonds in the rough that do go on to things. But generally speaking, it's, I enjoyed every minute of my time. Please come back then. So please come back. Wednesday they took me off your tongue. After six months. So, so um, picking up one point, then, do you think that part of ref referee education then, the referees be more proactive, as in going into the change rooms? Yes, yeah. I always did when I, when I did park football. I always went in, I checked. So on the, the card. on the others, from your Pompre and I Puma's point of view, how would you regard referees then? As in, because like you, you would know the referees anyway, but do you think the referees have become more distant? Um, well, it's, a, it's an awkward for me because I, I don't mean I'm well known, but people know me. So, you know, I, I mean, whoever the ref is, I, I, my habit, I always like to work and shake a person's hand. You know, so I, I, that's my first thing I do. Um, so, but, but uh, I, I would never be critical of refs because I'd <laughs> probably throw the flag on it because it was offside. But what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> see how, how, how I know my own guilt? Um, but what I meant was I, I would never be critical of refs because it's not an easy job. I mean, I did it, but I loved it. I, and I'm sure all of you love it. Um, but. Uh, and, and then, uh, Alex was right then. You, you have to aim it at the level you're with. But I, I'm not taking issue with him. But I, I think we also want to try and raise the standard. And I think through us, they can because uh, I don't know whether John was a member, John Duffy, but John had a great way. Of, you know, he, he'd get both teams, he'd get them into, you know, before the game. He'd tell them exactly what he expected, and this was at grassroots levels, and everyone knew. And, uh, and uh, the, when John passed on, uh, the uh, amount of um, goodwill messages we had regarding him and how he was missed, and that's how impactful referees can be, in, in my opinion. And uh, but I, I agree totally with Alex. You, you, some of these teams are basically struggling uh, at grassroots levels. That's why I was trying to establish, because when you do go to the Alliance, taking Mike's point, you are, I, I'm part of the committee that those teams will sit on, so we will approve their promotion to see if they're up to the next level standard to do the things that we're talking about here. That's I'll shut up now. Like, in terms of going in and talking to players, it's kind of going back to what Alex said, you're a lot braver than me if you're going to go in on a Saturday afternoon and tell someone they can't play because they've got the wrong colour and the shorts. It's a fine line yeah, between being proactive and, yes. as you said, flexible. Yeah. You know, you, 
if you do do that first instant where you actually try and be proactive and say, right, let's try and get it, you know, try and get these things done, so team sheets and cards and payments and whatever, and same with kit. But then, are you on grassroots level going to enforce and stop you from playing? No. But if you try and be proactive, then over time, you'll hopefully get them, you know, you might be surprised in a few weeks you do the same team again and then I've got, here's a team card. Because you've had that initial where you're, where you're trying to be proactive with it. Like on the Sunday after the last review games, okay, the first game of the season, none of them had their cards because they were, the guy was going around to all the fixtures, giving up the team cards. But then all the rest of the ones, I've gone in, I've got away because I'm a female and obviously I don't want to go in when they're all getting changed. But I will take a picture, a photograph of the card for the game. And then they are, yeah, it's, they haven't been too bad in Lazarus really, because I think I was a bit worried because they've all gone out on a Saturday night and they can be quite hostile <laughs> on a Sunday morning. And people have said to me, you should do a Saturday because it's, it's better well, football. Friday night, though. Yeah, but I obviously look after Saks kids so we can play in the combination league. I'm, I'm a nice auntie. Um, yeah, but I'm the same as Harvey. I always tell him to go in and take a photo of the cards and stuff before the, the thing. So it's not, it's, it is, it's not too bad on a, on a Sunday. Lazarus got quite a, quite a heavy list of fights. So uh, they've always been like that. Like that. They've always been uh, in time. they always had everything sorted. Never been any issues with, uh, yeah. with them in that, uh, that uh, uh, all started about 12 years ago and since that point, you know, we never had complaints in that sense from, uh, from that league. Uh, also they're fully aware that uh, they play at a certain time and obviously in the afternoon there's other games that are going on. And, um, it's still 10.30 but kickoff or yeah, last half past 10, yeah. It was 11 o'clock and that was moved just to accommodate the referees to, to referee in the afternoon as well. So um, there, there is ways and there's things that obviously people can learn of. Um, going back on what Tegan said, even if you go at the FIFA level, you'll still find one player that will try to pull the, the strings on a, on a day. And you can see it, they had the socks cut or the tape is, you know, or they play with the, the wrong and the shorts. So you'll always be someone there that will try to give you a hard day. Just the way you can manage, that's the, you know. I think it's like, the way you, like you say, with you know. the fines that the leagues have, I know on the combination league, okay, I might wait 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but, you know, I don't mind players talking to each other and things when they're done. But there's a fine of however much if they don't have the card signed or the card late, they'll bring the card and I'll get the money when I sign the card. And then I'll, if they don't do that, there is an incentive for them to do it because otherwise they'll be facing a fine. Mm. And okay, if I want to run off, I might chase somebody, but equally, I've never had to wait three hours for a card. It's They know that it's got to be done, otherwise they get trouble from the leagues and I don't know whether that's consistent but any I issues from, from yes. any I, I, I take Alex's point there I mean I, I referee on the combination and sometimes you've got to show a bit of empathy you've got to show a little bit of common sense they are struggling to get there they don't know who's going to turn up they're chasing players 
and I, I, I try to show a bit of, you know, good, good sort of grace towards them, and just to get the game on. But I, I'm not there to be messed about. You know, they've got to start thinking about what they're doing. If you bend over backwards to accommodate them, then you start to lose your authority to begin with, and it, you know, it makes it harder for the other referees the next time they referee. And there are certain teams who are just so disorganised. They do really need a bit of a kick up the arse, etc. But, you know, I'm not going to say to them, or oh, not refereeing you because you're five minutes late, let's get the flags up, you know, let's, you know, let's get it all organised, do everything you can. But equally, I'm not there to be messed about because you just then will have a nightmare. If you've allowed too much before you've even kicked off, you're making trouble for yourself in that 90 minutes because you've already turned the blind eye to have a dozen. If you do a team five times a season and you're 15 minutes late kicking off each time, that's going too far. Equally, if you're yeah. five minutes late with one kickoff because yeah, they're yeah. waiting for the seventh player. There's another side to that, which, which Danny Gomez made me aware of from his, his side quite uh, a few years ago. The team kicks off late three consecutive weeks with three separate referees. But as a league in a way, there's no problem. Maybe struggling for numbers, and the league would like to know. Can I, can I just say that? Um, when you mentioned about equipment, um, when you talk about undergarments and tape, you know that uh, you would have different referees week in, week out. So um, if someone's looking to get promoted, then those kind of things, those marks, they want to drop. So they have to enforce that. And uh, so, like sometimes when you are refereeing, it's you got to think about the person next week. You know, um, so try to enforce that law because. They will say, oh yeah, but the referee last week said it was okay. Yeah. So uh, you, you got to do your, your fellow colleague a, a favour in actually enforcing the equipment. So what would you do on a, on a game when they, they got blue tape and red socks? Just so don't put the tape on. Yeah. You can put tape inside the socks, don't Yeah. Keep your shin pad That's worrying, yeah. Rings? Put in your bag or put them in my pocket if you love them. Black oh, so if they all wear like black shorts and they got two wearing yellow shorts, just got so, to Okay, so you're talking about the outside kids, shorts. Kid, I mean, yeah. So like they got kid all over the place. Yeah. Well, well then, I think it'd be yeah, play the game and then report it to the league. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, as long as it doesn't go yellow shorts. Don't stop the game. <laughs> no. no. The game carry on. But it's just been assessed. Well, it, it'd be bad thing as in report. I would tell the tell the tell the assessor before the game. Yeah. Who who's going to tell it? Oh, the manager to tell the referee that they haven't got all the same kit on. Well, yeah, obviously. Might be, if it's a problem with kit. But you won't know there's an assessor then. Yeah, if it's South Wales assessor, the odds are. Unless he's someone you recognise. <coughs> yeah. And you have to see him before the game yeah. starts. Yeah. 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 Right. Same one thing for you, Raj. We always know when you're there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's fair enough. If you answer, if you answer an assessor, if an assessor says they're both putting the same colour shorts, why do you use that again? So, look, what's the point? Call the game off. You've got 22 players here. That's, right. that's the only infringement. Yeah. There's something I can deal with. It's not causing an issue. I'll report it to the league. Don't be avoided. And they still like it. It was an issue. Just send it to Carl. And, and you know, is Carl really going to have an issue with that further down the line? I don't think. If you talk to your appointment or a mark for that, just send it back to the Thank you for listening to our podcast. 
podcast will be broadcast on a monthly basis. If you can't wait until then, and to find out more about refereeing, go to our website at cardiffreferees.org.uk or you can join us on Twitter at Cardiff Referees.